0: 513, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. We've got new education scores out, and ah, they're awful. No nice way to say it. I was going to be honest with you, they're terrible. So what are we going to do about them? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, the governor of our beloved Commonwealth has uh, a couple of ideas. It's always, always a pleasure for me to welcome Governor Glenn Young to this program. Governor, good afternoon.
1: Hey, Jeff, so great to be with you. Thanks for having me. And you hit it
0: right on the nose. We,
1: we have just heartbreaking scores yet again. This is the, this is the next series of, of alarm bells ringing that we've seen ringing for a number of years for terrible decisions that were made by previous administrations to lower standards, to assume that kids are going to do better when we expect less from them, to change curriculum, to push parents out. And what we're seeing over and over again is that Virginia's kids are falling behind. And these scores today, the NAEP scores, which are the nation's scorecard, give us a chance also to see how we're doing relative to other states. And Virginia kids in fourth grade fell nearly three times further than anybody in the nation, faster, further, and uh, it's just heart-wrenching. And, uh, and so we, we today launched a, a doubling down on our commitment to Virginia's kids, we, I've, I've told the Department of Education to raise standards. I want to go from last to first now by the time this, the, the tests are taken, SOLs are taken next spring. We, we have, we've doubled down on our tutoring supports. We've got $30 million, Jeff, that we're bringing to bear. In, or it's already there. We don't need to go get it appropriated. People can start sending in applications for customized tutoring, whether it's a retired teacher one-on-one or a small group session. Those will be available in January for applications. We've launched uh, free tutoring services in in partnership with Khan Academy and Schoolhouse.world. And I'm going to say that again, Jeff, Schoolhouse.world. You can go tonight at 7 p.m. from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. You can fill fill out a quick registration, and your child can go to work to get free tutoring.
0: I love it. I love it. I mean, this is this is exactly uh, what we, we need, go. Governor. Yeah, you you know, people have to remember, and, and I say this, and I'm not blowing smoke. I, I I've uh, I've been on board with you since day one when you were here and you had to spell your last name because nobody knew who you were. I still <laughs> thought, you know, uh, this was my guy. Uh, you are there in no small part because we, the parents, said, "Well, heck yeah, we want to be involved in our kids' education." It's been, a, it's been a stunning uh,
1: change of events when we had a previous governor who, who, who wrote policies that specifically excluded parents from the most important decisions that kids are going to make. And uh, we've, written, we've rewritten those policies, and we put parents right not just at the table but at the head of the table. That's not to exclude a trusted teacher, but parents have to make these decisions with their children. Kids deserve a
0: parent in their life, and parents have a right to be in their kids' lives. They sure do. Well, not they. We we sure do, because i got three kids, and I want to be involved in this. So these opportunities, you talked about $30 million. Explain to me where that's coming from and and how that's going to be accessed.
1: Well, the the money already existed from ARPA funds uh, that we were able to go through and squeeze and pinch and and free up. And uh, so that money does not require uh, any General Assembly uh, approval. And uh, we're putting together all of the various contractors in order to provide these kinds of supports. And so parents can, can will be able to apply in January. Uh, we're also going to be coming with a number of customized tutoring services. Watch this space because they're coming fast, We've been we're already working on them, uh, where we can bring support to those areas that have been hardest hit. I mean, one thing, one thing Jeff, about averages is it overlooks the fact that we have uh, co- communities that are disadvantaged, that have suffered even more, and uh, and so we've got to bring up we got we we got to bring more help there. We got to double down, and uh, and so there's even more support coming there. And then, as I said, the uh, the schoolhouse hot world help is available tonight. And uh, parents, go to work with your kids. Let's start getting them the help they need.
0: Absolutely. Governor Glenn Youngkin is joining us. And uh, truly, uh, it's always a pleasure to have Governor Youngkin with us. Governor, uh, last week, I had the pleasure of chatting with your public safety secretary, Bob Mosier, about this uh, uh, bold blue line initiative. You know, I I sit here. I'm a former cop. I bleed blue, sir. I I care about my guys and gals that are out there. And it's wonderful to see somebody in the governor's office who who frankly gives a damn about law enforcement. Give us a little insight into to what that involves.
1: Well, what we've seen over the course of the last few years is three things happening. Number one, resources depleted and law enforcement demeaned. And as a result, we end up with 20%, 30%, and in some, in some agencies, 40% vacancy. And uh, that's, that's just impossible for people to do their jobs. Second of all, we've got prosecutors that aren't prosecuting. Yep. And, uh, and what we hear over and over again from our, from our many, many uh, uh, task force meetings that we've had across the Commonwealth is the prosecutors are prosecuting. Uh, and then finally, uh, we know that there are uh, real challenges when you when you have folks getting out on cashless bail right away, they go immediately back and intimidate the witnesses and the victims. And so we've got to put together a, a, a witness and and, and, uh, and victim protection fund so that they can get the protection they need so they they will testify. Right. And the net of all of this is that when we really look at that thin blue line that stood between chaos and, and safety, it's gotten way too thin. And that's why our bold blue line initiative is focused on making sure that we are, we are finally fixing pay problems. We had a big step in pay last year where we had 20 percent increases in starting pay. But we've got compression that runs particularly in, in some of our most experienced uh, law enforcement heroes, pay scales. So we're going to go fix that once and for all. We've got a program where we're going to bring we're going to bring uh, substantial funds and go hire two thousand more law enforcement heroes into the Commonwealth. And we're going to go go to states where they don't appreciate law enforcement. But we're also going to going to make sure that we have got a path for those Virginians that really want to serve in law enforcement, starting in high school and in colleges to come into law enforcement. We're going to have a badge and degree program to get it paid for for folks. So that we can have this strong pipeline of Virginians as well, and then finally we're, we're, the Jason Miarez and team are rolling out a prosecutor hiring program under Project ceasefire. The money has already been been uh, set aside last year in the budget that I signed, and we 're going to put prosecutors into offices, and we 're going to get people prosecuted. We have to make a stand, yes. and this violent crime this violent crime crisis that we 're seeing across the Commonwealth is hitting some some communities two three times as hard as others and it's not just a crisis for them it is a day day to night nightmare and we're going to get this fixed
0: Tell me a little bit about how we we safeguard our Commonwealth uh, from some of the leftovers when uh, the prior administrations were there, where Democrats were in charge of everything. The one that comes to mind immediately, sir, is this idea that somehow we were going to follow California's mandates on on cars. I mean, it's just ludicrous.
1: It is. It is. And and by the way, that, you know, this is this is uh, trying to turn an aircraft carrier like a speedboat. Now, listen, we're getting the, we're getting this aircraft carrier turned fast, yes. and we've gotten a ton done in our first nine months. Um, but there are some things that they did that we're having we're having to go to work to undo. And yep. and the fact that the that the liberal Democrats abdicated their responsibility to go to work for Virginians and tied our tied our emission standards and what cars we can buy to California. Is crazy, and I always said that they were trying to turn Virginia into California. But here's the proof, and so we, we're going to have to get legislation to change this. Uh, Senator Steve Newman, who is one of our most senior, respected conservative senators from Litchburg, has already drafted up a bill to get this turned around, and uh, we're going to unhook ourselves to California. And we're still living with energy policies that pre- that that demand that we shut down our our clean burning on how to do it, 30-year plans that are rested in hope
0: and not reality. Hmm. It, it A lot is- of stuff that we're having to dig out from, and we're digging out. Let's talk about uh, turning the ship around. You talked about, I mean, it's it it's an aircraft carrier and you can't turn it like a speedboat. But part of getting it turned around, part of getting the, the job done that needs to get done is, is not just great leadership in the governor's office or lieutenant governor or AG. Uh, it's getting the right people into Congress. And I know that uh, you have been out there very, very actively helping uh, many of the great candidates. Uh, yes, Lee Vega happens to be one. you got a big event coming up.
1: We do have a big event tonight, and and it all revolves around the fact that I have felt very strongly that the path to the majority in the House of Representatives comes through Virginia. And we've got great candidates running across the Commonwealth, and uh, we're going to win a bunch of races. You know, what's happened, of course, is that people have woken up and said, wait a minute, you know, this is crazy. Where did common sense go and we're going to make sure that we get common sense back in our our, nas- our national capital and Yesley vega is a spectacular candidate in the 7th she's in a neck and neck race with abigail spanberger who by the way has sold out the 7th she votes with nancy pelosi 100% of the time and uh, let me tell you anybody who anybody who's voting for somebody voting with somebody 100% of the time has checked out their judgment yes. she has she has fundamentally voted for everything Joe Biden wants to do, everything that Nancy Pelosi wants to do, and it's time to send her home. And that's what Yesley Vega is going to do. She's going to be our first Hispanic con- congressional representative, which is such a big milestone. She is such a strong character. She w- she's in law enforcement. She's a mom. She's-, she's married to a vet. She knows what it means to serve, and she's going to serve the 7th incredibly well.
0: And, and you're bringing in one of your your old friends. Senator Ted Cruz is coming in for this.
1: Yeah, it's fun. You know, the, the senator and I have, have partnered before, and uh, I'm just excited that he'll be here. Uh, we've been friends for a long time, and he recognizes as well the importance of this race. Yes. That uh, the seventh really is going to be going to be a, a a linchpin for us to take back our Congress, and that it also is reflective of what's going on across America. And uh, when we see ra we see races like the second and the seventh and the yep. tenth and the eleventh. Uh, all of a sudden. In, in, in the winners column for us, it's gonna make a big statement that the red wave that, that found its headwaters in the Commonwealth of Virginia last year is washing across the nation, but we've still got some cleanup to do in Virginia and that's to get our Republican congressional candidates elected.
0: Governor Glenn Youngkin joining us for just another moment or two as he's headed to this big event with Yesley Vega and uh, Senator Ted Cruz. Uh, you were able in your race for governor to really pay attention to uh, ballot security, voter integrity, and the rest of it. Where are we in terms of this election and elections moving forward on those issues?
1: Yes, so so our our election process in Virginia is in, in very good shape. We can trust it. I went, I went and certified the counting machines in Loudoun County myself. Uh, I think one thing to, to remind everybody is every single vote is a paper ballot in Virginia, and then it gets counted by the machines, but there's no direct voting into voting machines, and therefore we have a very accurate count. Voters, voters can trust our process, but that also means that we have, to, we have to put lots of volunteers out, just like we did last year. Yep. in order to, to work the polls, to make sure that we have election officials and are handing, out, are handing out sample ballots. We had 5,000 people last year, Jeff, volunteer across the Commonwealth to work the election, and we need to do it again. But uh, Virginia's can trust our election process. We have paper ballots. We have counting machines, not voting machines. We, announced, we passed three laws this year that I think were, were, were big-time steps. One uh, did away with Zuckerbucks. It's not allowed in Virginia. The second is we update our voter voter rolls every week now. When someone passes away, we know within a week. And finally, mail-in ballots get get ascribed immediately to a precinct. And so now we can have direct uh, connectivity between ballots cast and the precinct that they belong to. It's really important to provide transparency here. We can continue to improve our election process. Listen, I believe process improvement is at the heart of faith in the election process. And we're going to go to work again in this next, ele- next uh, General, Assembly sem- General Assembly session to do even more.
0: I'm going to tell you something, Governor, before I let you go, my friend. Uh, I'm hearing from friends of mine in talk radio in Arizona and in Oregon who loved your visits there. And I'm happy you're getting this love. But, you know, we need you here for a while.
1: Listen, I've got a, a big-time focus on the Commonwealth of Virginia. It has been fun to be able to go out and encourage states like Oregon that they can do exactly what happened in Virginia. And think about it. Oregon hasn't had a, a Republican governor in 40 years. And look what's happened to that state. I mean, they've got homelessness uh, spilling over into, into their streets. They've got violent crime and, and, a, and a drug crisis. And or- the Oregonians are standing up just like Virginians did last year. And making making a statement, and I think they're going to have a Republican governor come November eighth.
0: I sure hope so. Listen, I I really do appreciate you uh, making some time for us. It's always our pleasure to have you with us. Uh, go out and uh, let the folks know about Yesley Vega, and uh, uh, we we'll look forward to chatting again soon.
1: Folks, get out and vote. Get ten friends, and we can get this done. And I'd so appreciate you letting me join you.
0: Absolutely. Have a blessed day. That is our governor Glenn Youngkin. He's uh, on the road. I think he's headed up to Fairfax. Or no, uh, Prince William. He's headed to Prince William, right? Uh, we got Ted Cruz coming in. Yes, Vega, who ought to be your choice in the seventh, if you're asking me. Coming up at 5:35, uh, State Senator Siobhan Donovan. It's 5:28. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA.